Amen. Amen. Now tell your neighbor, I have the authority Jesus has given me. Now tell your neighbor, when I open my mouth, miracles break out. Amen. Amen. Wow. Let's go ahead and put the PowerPoint up. And the message this morning is victory in the mind war, transforming your mindset and breaking out of fear. Amen. You know, last week there were a lot of prophetic words about storms. As a matter of fact, last week during church, there, there was just this powerful thunderstorm roaring around us. I was just hoping the power didn't go out because that makes PowerPoint sort of pointless. <laughs> but we're in a stormy season. The whole world is in a stormy season. One prominent politician says, it seems like the world is falling apart. Franklin Graham, Billy Graham says, I can't help but wonder if we're in the last hours before Jesus returns. And many people are confused. Many people are filled with fear. But God does not want his people to walk in fear and confusion. Now, an important resource for this season is Chuck Pierce's book, God's Unfolding Battle Plan. And in this book, Chuck reveals keys that we need to be equipped to walk in victory. And one of the most important chapters is called The Mind War. Chuck writes, if we hope to move forward and complete victory, we must transform our minds to think the way God thinks. We must adopt his thoughts for today rather than our own. One of the greatest coming wars will take place on the battlefield of the mind. For every process of moving into a new dimension, change is necessary. Mindsets have to be altered. Old patterns must make way for new ones. Ultimately, we must think differently. And to gain victory in the mind war, we need to understand mindsets. So what is a mindset? Well, several, I looked it up in several dictionaries, and the dictionary gives definitions like this. It is a fixed frame of reference. It is a point of view through which you experience reality. It's a habitual mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. It is a set of assumptions and methods which is so firmly established that it creates a powerful incentive to behave in a certain way. And see, how you react to the world is determined by your mindset. Your mindset is totally unconscious. You don't even realize it's there. And yet it drives all of your actions and determines subsequent results in your life. Now Romans chapter 1 verses 14 through 16 tell us that the Bible divides the human race into three categories. The Jew, the Greek, and the barbarian. And these represent three basic mindsets that you find in the world. There's a barbarian mindset. There is a Greek mindset. 
And then there's a Hebrew or a biblical mindset. First, there's the barbarian mindset. You know, in the Old Testament world, most of the world had a barbarian mindset. A barbarian sees the world like this. There's the oppressor, and then there's the oppressed. The oppressor has the power to intimidate, and the oppressed are too fearful to resist. The operating principle of the barbarian mindset is fear. To a barbarian, the strength of a government is measured by its ability to hold people in fear, and the barbarian mindset thrives in the presence of fear. A barbarian mindset thrives in an atmosphere of fear. So in a barbarian mindset, the, the form of government is usually tyranny, and it produces ruthless dictatorships. Now, terrorism is birthed from a barbarian mindset. The barbarian believes if you fill people with fear, you can control them. Some years ago, I was with Chuck uh, in London, England, and the day before we left was the terrible bus and subway bombings in the city. And so we got to London, and the city was in turmoil. And every time you turned on the TV, they'd be interviewing people, and they all said the same thing. Person after person said, I don't see why anyone would do that. What's the point? Why murder people you don't even know? Because see, England does not have a barbarian mindset, and so those terrorist attacks were incomprehensible. But see, that is standard operating procedure in a barbarian society. Sometime after that, it was in the news that in, the Taliban had come into a village, picked out a nine-year-old boy, and hung him as a spy. Now, everybody knew the kid wasn't a spy. Why would they do that? Because the Taliban knew that choosing a child at random and killing him would keep the whole village in fear. And see, that is Satan's favorite way of operating. Satan is an oppressor. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he holds mankind, even many Christians, in such fear that they will not resist him. You know, why are many Christians afraid to talk about intercession and spiritual warfare? It's because they're terrified of the consequences. Because Satan has convinced them that terrible things will happen to them if they try to resist the devil. But let me tell you, Satan is a liar. Because God's promise says you resist the devil, he will flee from you. So if your life is dominated by fear, that means you are being held captive by a barbarian warlord named Satan. Fear is Satan's tool. It's the opposite of faith. If, you, if you're walking in fear, you don't have faith. If you're walking in faith, you won't have fear. God does not want you to live in fear. God wants you to know that you have a loving, heavenly Father who cares for you. Now, the second mindset is the Greek mindset. The ancient Greeks gave us a whole new mindset. Because, see, the Greeks really worshipped man. 
They created their gods in the form of man. They believed we have the power to fix it. We can make the world a utopia if we all work together. And so the Greeks invented a new form of government called democracy because they believe utopia comes when people rule themselves. Now the operating principle of the Greek mindset is pride. And that pride operates through human reason and intellect. The Greeks believe knowledge is power. What we understand, we can control. So a Greek mindset is much more pleasant to live under than a barbarian mindset, but it's still not God's mindset. The Greek mindset is not a biblical mindset. See, the Greek mindset is Satan's plan B. Satan would rather oppress you because he is a barbarian at heart, but he will use a Greek mindset to keep you from God's best. And see, much of the church today has a Greek mindset. I mean, you talk to people in various churches uh, about the gift of tongues. And a lot of people reject the gift of tongues. And the reason given usually is, well, I don't understand it. I mean, what's the point of saying words, saying a prayer that you, that you don't understand what you're saying? See, to a Greek mindset, human reason is supreme. And it cannot accept what it does not understand. What they don't realize is God many times will confound the mind to test the heart. Now the final mindset is the Hebrew mindset. Now you don't have to be Jewish to have a Hebrew mindset. A Hebrew mindset is a biblical mindset. Romans 12 says don't be conformed to the world, don't be pressed into the world's mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the Hebrew mindset is the result of a mind that has been transformed by the truth of God. The operating principle of the Hebrew mindset is not fear and it's not pride, it's faith. Faith works through love. It's coming to know the living God and learning to walk by faith in him. And it's a totally different way of operating. It seems foolish to the world. You know, to the barbarian, the Hebrew mindset says, I will trust and not be afraid. Drives them crazy. To the Greek, the Hebrew mind says, I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and not lean on my own understanding. That sounds foolish. Let's compare these three mindsets. First, the barbarian believes force is supreme. Power comes by creating fear. To the Greek, the mind is supreme. Power comes through knowledge. In the Hebrew mindset, God is supreme. Power comes by knowing him. So how do you get ahead in life? Well, the barbarian says, well, you get ahead in life by oppressing others. You win by intimidation. The Greek mindset says to get ahead, you need more education. Knowledge is power. The Hebrew mindset says to get ahead, learn to walk in the favor of God. How do you deal with a thief? The barbarian says, well, you chop his hand off. 
Because, see, that creates fear. The Greek says to deal with a thief, you need to re-educate him, teach him job skills. The Hebrew mindset says, first of all, a thief needs to make restitution. He needs to pay back what he's stolen. And then the ultimate goal is to get him saved. How do you resolve problems? The barbarian says you do it by instilling fear. See, a barbarian will only respect you if you are strong enough to make him afraid of you. The Greek says it's by reasoning together, by negotiation. We can work it out. The Hebrew mindset says you gain, we resolve problems by gaining wisdom and direction from God. Now, if you understand these mindsets, it explains a lot in world history. You know, ancient Rome began as barbarian, but then they conquered the Greeks and they picked up the Greek mindset. And so Rome uh, operated with a Greek mindset. The Pax Romana, they ruled the world with an iron fist, but they made sure everybody benefited. But then in the Dark Ages, Europe fell back into a barbarian mindset. The result was the feudal system. But then the Dark Ages ended at the Renaissance when Europe again embraced a Greek mindset. And so Western civilization today is built on a Greek mindset. We talk sometimes, you hear sometimes in the news about the clash of cultures. That's really a clash of mindsets. See, Europe and America both embrace a thoroughly Greek mindset. But groups like the Taliban and ISIS and Hamas are all built on a barbarian mindset. See, we assume the answer is education and democracy. The barbarians think democracy is weak because it does not create fear. And so we send out educators, they send out terrorists. We hold elections, they hold executions. Now because our culture is pretty much ignorant of mindsets, we often get some unpleasant surprises. Remember, our government pushed for free elections in Gaza. And we thought that everybody in the Middle East would be happy and peaceful if they could just have democracy. And so they had their free elections in Gaza elected terrorists. Things got worse. Our leaders were totally baffled. Mindsets also operate in the church. The Catholic Church in the Dark Ages embraced a barbarian mindset. How do you keep people in line? Fear of the Inquisition. But then at the Protestant Reformation, the church embraced a Greek mindset. It put the Bible back in the hands of the people. That was good. But it had an overemphasis on human reason. You tried to understand God because what you understand you can control. And so they developed elaborate systems of doctrine to try to figure out God. And then they sat, about, sat around arguing about who was right in their system of doctrine. Now the church today has embraced a thoroughly Greek mindset. 
You know, back at the Protestant Reformation, they didn't go back to the Bible and choose an apostolic church government. No, they listened to the Greek mindset and chose a democratic church government. Robert, say that again. At the Reformation, they didn't go back to the Bible and give the church an apostolic government. They listened to the Greek mindset and chose a democratic church government where we can all vote. Now, let's stop for a moment and let's ask the Lord to deliver us mm. right now. Uh, see, democracy has some issues about it. Republic is, God has ways of freedom for us. And what freedom comes, no greater faith have I seen in all of Israel than the person who understands authority. Father, we ask you to right now do something in us. We're, we're not <clears throat> quite understanding this in our minds, in our hearts, in our actions. So, Father, you must do something. You must do something. I called a portion of the staff in this week and said, you've got to understand that this is a different season. I keep saying we have to be aligned. The foundation of the church are the cornerstone, apostles, prophets, teachers, <clears throat> miracle workers, healers, administrators, and pastors. Now hear the order. And then it flows into evangelism and it breaks out into tongues and interpretations so we keep moving in revelation. And I said, this season, you don't want to all of a sudden find you in a big mess and then decide you want to be aligned and call and bring the mess on a place where you should have been aligned to start with. Now, it's not going to work that way this season, people. So, Father, right now, I ask for revelation to come to us. Only the Spirit of God can show you this. Only the Spirit of God can reveal to you how you're standing, where you're standing, how you're aligned. Lord, I loose this, and I am because if you're aligned, it doesn't matter what mess you're in, that foundation you're standing on then rises up above you. Now, Father, right now, I say you are producing new coverings over your people. You're realigning them. You're, you're helping them get in a firm place to stand. Father, we renounce our own thought processes of human wisdom in Jesus' name. And we say we submit to the order you're bringing in our life. Amen. See, when the church chooses to operate in a Greek mindset where everything is based on reason and understanding, what it does, that cuts you off from the power of God. But see, God is restoring a Hebrew mindset. One of the greatest battles ahead for God's people is the battle for the mind because God wants our minds to be transformed. He doesn't want us to walk in fear. He doesn't want us to walk in pride. He wants us to walk in faith. And the world is continually trying to press you into its mold. It's like that scene in Star Wars where they get caught in the trash compactor. 
You know, sometimes you feel like that. You feel like the walls are closing in around you. You feel like you're trapped. If you let it, the world will crush the life right out of you. God says, don't let the world press you into its mold. God wants to set you free from the world's domination. He, he wants to set you free from fear. He wants you to draw close to him, to learn to hear his voice and walk in his ways. Now, to win the mind war, there are two keys. First of all, you need to meditate on the word. You need to know what God has said. And then you need to discipline your mind to take every thought captive. First of all, you need to meditate on the word. What does that mean to meditate on the word? Well, the word meditate was really the word that a farmer would use to describe a cow chewing, chewing its cud. To meditate is to take something and chew on it. A cow goes out and eats some grass and then spends the rest of the day chewing on it. And see, that's what God wants us to do with the Bible. If your Bible reading is just a chapter a day keeps the devil away and you don't understand what you've read, it will not do you any good. But you need to meditate on it. You need to think about it through the day. You need to ponder it and chew on it. You need to saturate your mind with it. And Psalm 1 and Joshua 1 both say, if you will meditate on the word of God day and night, you will be successful in everything you do. So as you meditate on God's word, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and your mind will be transformed. Then you need to take every thought captive. See, not every thought that pops into your mind is from you. Satan is able to plant thoughts in your mind. And those thoughts, those ideas that pop into your mind may not be aligned with the truth of God. So you need to make it a habit to examine your thoughts to see what is really from God. See, many people are slaves to a, bar to a barbarian mindset and they don't even know it. So stop and ask yourself, what am I thinking? What is in my thoughts? And if you think you have to dominate and intimidate someone else to get ahead, that's a barbarian mindset. And it will cut you off from God's blessing. If you are controlled by fear, if you're always thinking about what bad thing will probably happen next, if you let your fears limit what you do, that's also living under a, bar a barbarian mindset. That's not living in faith. You know, so many people face the future with fear and anxiety and trepidation. Facing the future by faith is what David did. When he said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. His attitude was, I can't wait to see what good things God will bring into my life next. <clears throat> now, if you've been walking under a barbarian mindset, I have good news for you. You can repent. You don't have to try to dominate someone else. You don't have to walk in fear. You can trust and not be afraid. And see, you can choose to do that right now. You don't have to leave here the way you came in. Some people have a Greek mindset. 
And again, you need to take your thoughts captive, examine them, and see where it comes from. If you think you can get where you want to be through your own intellect and abilities, that's a Greek mindset. So ask yourself, am I willing to follow God even if I don't understand what he's doing? Can I receive what God is doing even if it offends my mind? See, your mind is an important tool, but your mind must always be submitted to your spirit. See, there will be times and days ahead where your mind will not know the way. The only way to move forward will be to know by the Spirit. You need to stop and take your thoughts captive. Now, if you have been walking in a Greek mindset, I have some good news for you. You can repent. You can change. You can learn to walk in the Spirit. God wants you to walk with the mind of Christ. You can transform your mind to think the way God thinks. See, the world today is a fearful place. The corona pandemic literally has unleashed a spirit of fear in the world. Many people are paralyzed by fear. You can see it in their eyes. You hear it in their voice. We even saw panic in the grocery stores. And then since the pandemic, there have been unprecedented waves of violence that have swept the country. Major cities have become war zones. To many, it seems like the world has just gone insane. As Chuck said last week, storms are raging around us. Many are confused. They don't know what to think. So what is happening? Well, see, America has always had a Greek mindset. Hey, we had democracy. We were proud that we could solve any problem. But then the pandemic released a spirit of fear and opened the door to our barbarian mindset. Remember, fear <coughs> is the atmosphere that a barbarian mindset thrives in. And I believe what we're seeing in our country is a major change of mindset. But God does not want his people to live in fear. He doesn't want you to have a Greek mindset. And he doesn't want you to suffer under a barbarian mindset. He's calling you to a biblical mindset. He wants you to walk in faith, knowing that your God is in control. And see, that's what God is doing today. Excuse me. Oh, I have one right here. Thank you, Chad. That's what God is doing today. God is raising up a prophetic people who know his voice and walk in his ways. God is raising up a people who will not be pressed into the mold of the world who will not be filled with fear and confusion by the storms that are raging around them, who walk in the wisdom of Holy Spirit, who do the works of Jesus and will bring in a great harvest in the earth. And see, that's what God is doing in the earth. God is preparing the world for harvest. All of this confusion and fear and storms that are churning around God is preparing the world for harvest. 
And so if you have been captured by fear, you need to fill your mind with God's word. You need to stand on God's promises. You need to take every thought captive. You need to be willing to repent and walk in faith because God wants you to know it's harvest time. Tell your neighbor, it is harvest time. So take up your new mindset today and get ready for the harvest. Lord, we thank you. It's Everybody say that out loud. It's harvest time. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest we declare into the heavenlies. It is harvest time in the world today. Amen. Amen.